Hooray Run Podcast, episode 29. James Rogers here, Cousin Mike's third appearance on the podcast. We run around in circles. We go all over the map, as per usual. Let's get right to the conversation. Cousin Mike, episode 29. Before we do, you know it. My friend Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. Undisclosed location. You heard the voice there, cousin Mike. Back for a third time. I'm starting to lose count, but we got the trifecta now of appearances on the podcast. This is number three. (laughs) No way, no way. I'm ready to go in more tangents. I'm ready to talk about Vermont. I'm ready to talk about. Well, we're looking at this hundred mile world record that just happened within a week here last saturday what is it friday today today's friday friday and you're training for a half marathon now so that's news yeah thanks to you i mean uh you you motivated me and inspired me (laughs) to think about it and so i did think about it and usually when i think about things like that i decide no i've thought about it that's good enough but yeah now i'm now i'm uh i'm in it i have started my training plan um I haven't signed up for the race just because I don't need to yet um, because the, um, I don't know, it doesn't get more expensive yet or anything like that. So I'll do that at the end of September. Um, but it's happening. Where are you going to race? Uh, so I'm going to race in Saranac. Um, it's a week after the Grand Rapids marathon and half marathon. I was going to do the Grand Rapids half marathon but uh, the Saranac one is a Run Michigan Cheap event, and that means it's about twenty five percent of the price. Yeah, which means I'm gonna do that one. It's probably thirty five bucks, isn't it? It's less, I think. Is it really? I signed up earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm thinking twenty five bucks for some reason, but oh. maybe that's wishful thinking. I don't know. Yeah, because the half I did was through Run Michigan Cheap, and it was I think it was thirty or thirty five. Yeah, it's yeah. a bargain. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a bargain, and you still get a t shirt. Yeah. Still got a tee. In fact, that's my favorite running t-shirt. Whoa. Is the Run Michigan Cheap shirt. It's just a white shirt, and it just has, like, a person running across the state of Michigan, and it says Run Michigan Cheap. I think it's a really cool shirt. Is it cotton tee? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. White with uh, an orange Michigan with... What color is yours? Mine's black. Yeah. Black. Okay. So maybe we can collect all of them. Oh. And really, you know, we run all the races and collect them all. Probably still wouldn't get to the entry fee of the new york city marathon <laughs> how much is that i think it's north of 300 now oh uh, just because they can yeah you think of they're still gonna sign up the five figures you know amount of runners what are we thinking 30 40 000. i've done the math sometimes on entry fees for these major marathons Someone's it's insane money. it is but for how much they have to accommodate for the runners with yeah, nutrition, with medical staffs, with everything that goes into a race. I mean, we could talk an hour and a half on race directing because I have a high respect for that job, True. directing a race. And of that magnitude, when you're bringing in some of the top names in the running world and then 
an additional 35,000 people going 26.2 miles, there is just an incomprehensible amount of planning and just accommodating for all your guests, your runners. I, I'm, what I'm wondering is, do they have that course copyrighted? Like a patent on it? Yeah. <laughs> because I guess, like, what's to stop? I mean, I guess there's a few things to stop, but um, what's to stop someone from just setting up a marathon on the exact same course just, like, the next week or something and just charging, like, $50 less? Or Ooh. maybe significantly less than that so that people would actually consider it. I think there's got to be some sort of hold by the New York Runner, Road Runners Association, yeah. NYRR. And whoever, yeah. Someone this. comes and just like blockades your, your course with a bunch of cars or trucks or something. <laughs> but maybe we'd come to realize if they make it significantly more affordable, that then it would just go totally awry because they don't have the funds to. Yeah. You know, what if you get 10,000 people to run the marathon? Right. However, and you got to run it at the right time of year too to get people on their set marathon. It would be like the Train fire schedule. festival of running. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to like water down the Gatorade. So it's like not even really Gatorade <laughs> at that point. You would consider running it. I know you would. Oh, of course. Yeah. I would. <laughs> would you take a gamble at fire festival? <laughs> <laughs> the actual fire festival? If fire festival is like, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not your cup of tea. Really not. I guess like fire ever. festival itself doesn't appeal to me, but like the sort of sketchiness uh i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> maybe i'm just mysterious nature shocking. of it <laughs> <laughs> i just i love the famous fire festival picture of the meals where it's just like two slices of bread and a <laughs> slice of cheese and then lettuce and tomato i love the photos of like the stock photos of what the the tents or the housing should have been and yeah what it really was in the in the documentary yeah and you see the dilapidated <laughs> nature yeah. of these living spaces and the guests just like hauling mattresses on their backs and then leaks and just yeah. atrocious atrocious uh planning execution of yeah i mean well at sure. least i couldn't get that bad with a race with a marathon <laughs> maybe i'll start with like a 5k well, you, an underground 5k you think of your chip timing making sure it's accurate like you said you'd run the 26.2 along a lot of miles so making sure you're yeah well definitely wouldn't have chips can't afford that no no in fact I potato chip it's <laughs> 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 potato chip too um so i mean even the run machine cheap i don't think has chips i don't think so mm. at least i've run a few races in the last few years that don't have chips okay okay but you're all about the concept of affordable races five ten k half yeah, i mean i don't use marathon. half the stuff i pay for i get like the t-shirt and I, I mean you're right it is really nice to have the water stands and the hydration hydration stuff um mm. Mm. i don't know i don't even know what's all there because i don't use it it feels yeah. like do you feel like you need a sponsor for your race because <laughs> that's what really drives a lot of the races too maybe like burger king would welcome the idea of sponsoring <laughs> an athletic event <laughs> So. They have tacos now. I saw that. They also have Impossible Burgers. What, what goes into that? Uh, not meat. It's, so <laughs> oh, Impossible yeah. Burgers, yeah. And in fact, like as so, I, I almost feel like guilty that we like played up beef so much uh, uh, a month or so ago because like now it's like so. Apparently, it's like very detrimental to the environment, the production of beef and everything. Wait, on our podcast? Yeah, we when talked we talked about, about fast food. And yeah, everything? yeah, yeah. 
what we would so i feel like we gotta qualify with like okay okay i know i know we're sort of like you know uh we gotta be responsible consumers of food and everything responsibility <laughs> maybe not two whoppers maybe just one we'll cut it down <laughs> Uh, I had my grand turkey. I know I was going after the grand turkey from Arby's. Oh, so that's a good alternative. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's mainly just like beef in general. Yeah. It's my understanding that people got to steer away from it a little bit. So anyway, I, I can avoid. I I can have a Dave's double here and there from Wendy's. Yeah, but everything in moderation. Yeah, I'm kind of out on McDonald's meals. Are you? Yeah. Just I had one the other day, and I was just like, yeah. I'll still get my occasional Coke from McDonald's, but I'll let you know when I'm there too. Please, please do. <laughs> it's like Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, Arby's, but in moderation. Yeah. Yes. So you have this half marathon coming up in October then. That's right. Well, it's actually uh first week of November. Okay. Yeah. Did you start training just recently? Yeah, just since I got back from Vermont, Vermont. back into Michigan. Um, okay. So I'm using basically the the marathon training plan that worked for me um, when I trained for Harrisburg. And Isn't that a wacky one? It is a wacky one. Uh, but it's all, it's all a matter of perspective. For me, it's very normal and logical. <laughs> uh, three days a week. Three days a week, yeah. But I, I will say this time I'm uh, supplementing a little bit. I'm occasionally... But maybe more here, I'm going to just do like really slow runs on off days. Okay. Even though he specifically says don't do that. Um, and, and who is this guy again? Oh, I don't know. He's not, he has no uh, credibility he whatsoever. He said he had no running street cred last um, time we talked about it. I mean, I think he has run pretty fast. Yeah. So sure. he's got that credibility. Um, but I think it's anonymous, honestly. Okay. <laughs> take credit. <laughs> run this plan at your own risk. Um, but... I'm not uh, liable. I've, I've, uh, Becky and I have been playing tennis a little bit on off days. Too, okay. And that's actually a nice kind of cross-training type thing. A little short good. bursts of sprinting and all that. Sure. Yeah. Works different muscles. Could be good for speed, some mm-hmm. strength. Yeah. Playing a couple days a week, you said? Um, once a week, you said? Probably just once a week, yeah. Okay. Nearby? Yeah, there's a... Uh, t- oh, you almost got me to say this undisclosed location. Ooh. It's tricky. <laughs> Uh, nearby there's another undisclosed location that has <laughs> tennis courts did you run much when you were out in vermont i um yeah but nothing um intensive so basically just the, there was a a loop that was part trail and part paved um okay that was very vermonty it was through the woods and around a lake yeah um and uh the nice thing about Vermont is there's um, there's a, there's a big culture of off leash kind of dog running around and everything like that. As long as your dog is good and, and the river's good ish, um, and <laughs> so it was fun. Um, she got to run around with us and uh, and meet other dogs and all that stuff like that. So, did you have any run-ins with dogs? Any close encounters? With non-leash dogs, or were they all? Um, were you pretty impressed by the behavior? No, I, I was. Yeah, Vermont dogs are super well behaved, um, and all that. In fact, um, I don't think I told you about how River actually got ambushed at a gas station uh, just up the hill from this undisclosed location here by an off-leash dog. Whoa! Um, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that was an intense moment. But that did not happen in Vermont. In Vermont, it's 
just by one other dog just by one other dog ambushed okay like jumped out from a pickup truck or something oh yeah but river held her own she didn't come she didn't have a scratch at all (laughs) so unscathed unscathed okay scary moment it is a scary moment but yeah and she's still she's ready to to run stay active whenever she she doesn't get like traumatized by anything like she'll like run into a wall and yeah she'll just get right back up she'll stay outside for hours on end exactly which she's doing right now would you say you were those runs in vermont where they did you find peace with the setting and with the the environment of it all yeah i think so Um, good terrain yeah it was it was trail but not super technical trail or anything like that Mm -hmm. um and there was a, there was a week of really sweltering heat, um, but other than that, it was just really nice weather. Um, okay. I even went out in the rain a few times, um, which is actually kind of fun. Um, just kind of, um, I don't know, it feels adventurous and invigorating. So. I heard uh, an Australian runner once say, after a race in the rain on the track, someone asked him how he feels about it, and he says, well... Makes the muscles nice and shiny, eh? <laughs> he was just taking it as a really optimistic, an optimistic stand on the rain. That's, That's exactly what I thought when I came yeah. back. <laughs> Absolutely. And we were we were talking some things running before warming up the mics here, and I was telling you about this tangent to the hundred mile world record that just happened on on Saturday, so about five six days ago. And we were talking about the pace. Is it six forty eight for hundred miles? I think so. Yeah, Zach Bitter pulled up, but I don't have it anymore. I have it right here. Either way, under seven. Yeah, six forty eight. <laughs> under seven so, minutes. Hundred mile world record in Milwaukee. Event called Six Days in the Dome. Zach Bitter, thirty three years old. Eleven hours. 19 minutes, 13 seconds. He might still be running right now. Has anyone checked? No, unless something on his social media implied that he stopped. I guess he is posting on Twitter, so that'd be hard to do if he's still running. <laughs> I don't put it past him. <laughs> he kept going through 12 hours to set the world record of, I think it was 104 something. 104.8. Okay, in 12 in twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you said to me, you don't think you could run this pace for 5K right now? I don't think that'd so. That'd be a it'd be a tall task. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it would be. Three hundred and sixty-three times around a track. Well, I, 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 the other thing I'm wondering too is, was he going in one direction the whole time? It might say that in an article here. And if so, follow-up question: Like, did he reshape his body in a certain direction, like by doing that? <laughs> right leg significantly more buff now than his left leg. He says, so he says he took three bathroom breaks, losing about 90 seconds by his estimation. It's pretty good. And then around mile 50, he said he's going to, he told himself he's going to go for his own 12 hour record. So 50 miles in halfway through, he's like, yeah, I think I can go another 40 <laughs> minutes and attack my world record on the I mean, I guess you got record. a lot of time to think about it when you're out there yeah i'm sure like should i do the 12 hours Hmm, let me think about it for the next three hours (laughs) do you do you think you'd ever i know we talked about 
running more than 26.2 miles in one attempt, but we're kind of beyond that, right? <laughs> hey, you just got me to agree to what happened. Right? There's no way. I'm yeah, that's right. Remember that. last episode, I said you can you can attribute your inspiration to go after a half to your cousin James <laughs> over here on the other side of the table. I mean, but, I run ultra marathons. I just take a uh, day long breaks in between. That's all. <laughs> it's a great a way to look at it. Breaks, yeah. Zach Bitter takes a, a 30 second bathroom break. You take. 24 hour what's the difference there is no difference how's the running been for you uh really good i was gonna say um i was gonna say like perfect so far um but i went out to the track um yesterday and i I struggle with the track workouts i'm trying to do 800s with just jogging a 400 in between okay and um i'm not as fast as i used to be when i was a youth yeah and uh so age man yeah it's really i mean supposedly though isn't your running prime supposed to be early 30s yeah so it's not a real excuse for me Um, for certain distances okay yeah oh so not well it should be 800s i would think yeah you see a lot of i feel like people in their 30s if we're looking at professional runners getting more into the roads longer distances i have seen marathon prime I don't know who the source was, and this was years ago, but like 28 to 34. I see. But then there's, I mean, there are freaky, freaky fast, freaky fast, <laughs> freaky fast people in their 40s as yeah. well. And then you see these age group records, and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. humble myself. For real. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. other than the track stuff, which I'm, I think I'm just struggling with pacing, I just yeah. need to accept the reality of what how fast I'm running. I used to, um, like when I was training for the marathon, mm. um, I ultimately got up to like 10 of those 800s in a row. And I was, I think, doing all of them at or under three minutes. So like 258, 259, three okay. minutes, something like that. And okay. now I, I I just did three the other day. And um, I did the first at 308. And then I like dropped off after that at 312 and then 323. So I couldn't keep up that pace. Okay. So I'm struggling with that a little bit. But the other ones are going really well. Um so the most interesting run of this training plan is on Saturdays. So tomorrow um, you run a certain amount of time, no matter what pace it is. And then you just cap it off with um, a certain number of miles uh, at a certain pace. So like you finish fast, even though you just run kind of slow the rest of the time. So okay, um, like this past week, I just ran for an hour and a half and then um, did one mile at 739. So I'll do the same thing tomorrow, except it'll be two miles now. Okay. Okay. It's a kind of nice way of putting in the miles without feeling like, like it feels a little more certain, I guess, because it's, it's like, as long as I'm in a certain amount of shape, I'm going to be able to do that time at whatever pace I need to. And then I can just like try on that last mile to go as fast as I can at that point. Whereas if I'm trying to do it from a certain pace from the start, there's a good chance I might just flame out. Okay. Do you have a recovery process routine after a run? Does it depend on how long the run is? Or do you just get back and sprawl out? I was gonna say my recovery process <laughs> is laying on the on the floor. I think you can see like the shape of my sweat pile or sweat puddle or whatever. Um, I, I I don't stretch anymore, and no, I don't recommend that. So I don't. Endorse you don't that. recommend not stretching? No, or? but I mean, like I've also never. I don't think I've ever benefited from stretching. But like, who am I to say? I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, I'm all about like a post run stretch. Are you? Yeah, seven or eight minutes is sweet spot. That's probably. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's probably good. Um, but I just, I just don't like stretching. It doesn't feel good to me. Okay. Feels like I'm always. I think I have this. Is like, it painful? Or is it? It's not painful. I'm just like very inflexible, and I think I just like have this fear in the back of my mind that I'm just gonna like completely tear my muscle as i'm like touching my toes <laughs> i'm just gonna like collapse okay okay yeah it'd be a reason to just shy away from some stretching if you have that thought going through your mind i think i picture my muscles like um do you know those like resistance bands oh yeah i, I picture my muscles like that that really just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you drinking gatorade water are you i haven't been no. um i just bought so some you gatorade, just get though. back and you straw yeah i do <laughs> Watch something on TV, exactly. read a book, right, and then go well, to bed. Gatorade does weird things. Well, not weird, you but shower? like I, I eventually. <laughs> Sometimes Gatorade does weird things to you. Well, it's just not weird. It's just I just I feel not at equilibrium after I drink Gatorade. Okay, it's like it's like I'm like what I think of as when I think of drinking Gatorade, I think of sort of like borrowing from future energy that you're like <laughs> cashing in on now. And you're gonna feel it later. I think it's actually. What way do you feel it later? Well, I just, I just feel like, like there's no amount of food that I could eat to like fill the the void in my stomach. Because it's like it, like I don't know what it does. Okay. It just like it makes me feel more than hungry. Mm. I was telling more than hungry. I was telling Becky the other day that like I feel when I get very hungry, I don't feel it just in my stomach. I feel it like in my appendages. Like, so my arms get hungry. Sounds crazy, but like... Like you need to feed, <laughs> feed your forearms? Well, I mean, like, basically, so when I finally eat then, like, I feel the food, like, slowly distributing it out to my arms okay. and legs and everything like that. Like, they just get, like... Like a wholesome, wholesome hunger, like a whole body hunger. Yeah, right. So That's when good. I just drink Gatorade, it's like, I don't know. It makes It makes that feeling happen faster. Okay. Except like it's also like coated with this Gatorade film that's like not good for me. <laughs> this is, none of this is science, I know. I'm, that's my disclaimer. But like still it's that's how I feel. And I remember um famous Pittsburgh Steeler Charlie Palomalu. Um Yeah. Uh, when he was playing, he said he only drinks water. I can't remember what, what he explained it as, water. but something along the lines of the rest of the stuff is just poison. Okay. I remember him being sponsored by Head and Shoulders. I was going to say, if you say Gatorade, my whole argument is, I don't know what <laughs> Should have paused there. Sponsored by. Left it hanging. But no, the locks that he had, the hair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, head and Shoulders sponsorship. But I was like, if it's good enough for Troy Palomalu, it's yeah. good enough for me. But now I bought Gatorade, so I'm probably going to start drinking that. Yeah. And how's your rest? Like, do you have a... I'm curious about people's sleep schedules. Um... It depends. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not good at sleeping. Honestly, like I, if bad I bad sleeper. Yeah, if I go for a full eight eight hours of sleep, like I'll wake up three or four times in the night. Um, for an extended period of time. It depends. Okay. Um, yeah. But whereas if I just like put myself into a sleep debt, then I sleep through the night and it feels better. Okay. Not an extreme sleep debt. Just like get myself down to six hours, five and a half, something like that. Do you notice you sleep? better if you do work out or run the same day probably have to keep a run i've never thought about that the log of or almost like case study of yourself yeah I don't hard know. to answer that right now it is yeah. yeah do you do you log any of your miles 
Um, I, I use Garmin. Garmin. I didn't yeah, think I was going to use Garmin, but I, but I do, and it's just kind of a fun way to see it online okay. and everything. Okay. You should uh, try to get a corporate sponsorship from them now that we've mentioned it in a favorable yep. way. Yep. Absolutely. Free Garmin gear all around. That's right. All around this table. And every other brand we've mentioned. <laughs> Gatorade. Although I just I called Gatorade poison, so <laughs> you did. Maybe don't try. Like <laughs> I would drink it. I'd gladly accept I mean, it's your better. supply of Gatorade. <laughs> I think Gatorade is probably in my limited experience better than like Powerade or any of the other ones. Gatorade yeah. seems like the most wholesome. Yeah. Okay. So. Sure. The, the most wholesome of the poisons. <laughs> the poison. Palomalu's words are just getting in your head. <laughs> Again, Everything but H two O is poison. <laughs> I don't think you actually said that, but that's how I took it. Um, <laughs> But I, I told you about how I tried to drink coffee during one of my long runs once, right? Yeah. 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 Brought it in a little flask. Yeah. And it worked really well for a mile. I was supercharged. It was like Mario getting a mushroom. Yeah. And then I completely. Tripling in size. Yeah. Completely Sp- crashed. <laughs> Caffeine crash was real. In the next mile? It was like a really mile, a mile and a half or something. It was really fast. Way faster than it should have been. <laughs> Do you ever think about your stride on a run? Like how your arm swing looks to others who may see you running? Do you ever... I guess like not in terms of how it looks, but I, but um, I've definitely thought about how my runs are just way more pleasant when I'm striding and with longer strides and everything. Mm. Like even when I'm running around the track, if I'm conscious about like, okay, let's open up these strides a little bit it'll just feel so much better because i think actually like even though i'm a very i'm a relatively tall person Mm. am i taller than you how tall are you we're gonna have to measure after this okay i'm six foot going on six one like right now okay i'm taller than you then six foot two are you two Mm -hmm. okay yeah um relatively tall yes yeah but but even though i have that height my default running i have like weird default running postures but one of them is that i just like shorten my legs and like do the kind of sonic the hedgehog kind of run mm. so you focused on your cadence and your stride yeah i think so yeah. um and that seems to um help and it's it might just be a psychological thing because i feel like i'm going so much faster with each step okay but sure i'm doing less work which really appeals to me we had i had this work. thing with teammates in college where we'd run by you know mainly uh on a street in holland or should i uh, undisclose location but <laughs> storefront windows where you can run by and yeah check your stride still do that when i have when i'm running by a window it's always hard to just like not okay it looks okay today you know you just kind of evaluate your stride in yeah. the window do you picture you yourself it, like, like check it like, on check a training it. card or something or a trading card running trading cards next topic <laughs> <laughs> well we i mean yeah, I mean, we talked somewhere. about how like you can market professional running and all that stuff. Yeah, and that would be a great way. But yeah, like call up tops or upper deck after this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that I, trading cards maybe not. Aren't trading cards kind of passe now? Obsolete. Yeah, not much of a fad. I know. Since ever since they stopped selling them at Bowlegum. No, it's no. <laughs> that was like the nineteen thirties. Like... <laughs> is there bubblegum in the thirties? Maybe the fifties. <laughs> no. you know, what made them go obsolete was it just the internet. 
That must have been it, because I think the coolness of trading cards was, like, having a picture of your favorite athletes, like, right in front of you at any time. Yeah, and just, yeah, probably the the internet, I'm sure. All the stats on the back where you could just Uh, click in a a second and see the stats. And then there's just a lore about the the older rookie cards and those rare cards that it just, maybe, you know, things make comebacks, too, or... But you just don't hear about, yeah, this uh, Giannis rookie card. Like, we need this upper, like, card number 202. You know, it's just, right. you don't hear about that. It's not, I can't speak for all the kids growing up right now, but do they rush to Target or the local card store? Because the local card shops are just yeah, tucked I've, away and or non-existent. I was going to say, I haven't seen one in, I can't even remember mm-hmm. one. Yeah. It is kind of sad to reflect on. Just thinking, I had this place called The Dugout in St. Louis, Missouri. My dad and I would go there quite often, The Dugout guy and his, he'd usually have his kid, like his baby, just in a, just rocking in the back. I mean, it was just a kind of a, felt like a mom and pop shop, yeah. local place. And he, cards on cards on cards, go and get new packs, look at some of his vintage rare cards. And it was a whole experience each trip. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if any kids have that in 2019 now, if that's even of relevance, of interest. Kids and their smartphones. <laughs> and you don't have a smartphone? Still not. No. Never have owned a smartphone, right? Well, I, I, I have bought a like decommissioned smartphone. Okay. To use to listen to music. Okay. Spotify premium. You don't listen to music on the run? No. No. Just because there's, I actually like, well, hmm, I have sort of mixed feelings. Did I tell you about how I like put together a whole setup once of listening to music? I, at the time I just listened to music on my tablet. So I put, yeah. put a backpack and then I put the tablet in the yeah. backpack and yeah. had the wire coming out. I looked like, <laughs> yes, like a, a recon guy from like, I don't know, Vietnam or something like that. And, um, so, but it was great. Um, obviously that was a little impractical. Um, but I would say the other thing that I have an issue with running is it pumps me up so much. Stop me if I already told you this. Um, but it pumps me up so much that I like, I run out of gas cause I like run the first mile so fast cause I'm so into it. And there's not so much left in the fuel tank. It overhypes me. <laughs> I need to like probably put together a playlist that doesn't do that. Like <laughs> probably don't start with like sandstorm or whatever yeah no, i don't listen to sandstorm but like um strategically place the songs in an order that will yeah. get you pacing correctly and, and finishing on a high yeah start oh. with the ballads yeah um and with the edm and with the edm do you uh you listen go. to music no i go all screens and music and headphones lists on the run more of a getaway time for me yeah to just i guess interact with my senses and connection to the outside world and and hearing i just like to hear what's around me yeah but also just kind of thinking through thoughts and i thought you know after the marathon after cleveland i thought if i do this again i might might try some music or podcasts on a run or on a training run yeah to see how i so I, I've never done it. I've never even trialed that. Really? No, of bringing any sort of headphones Ooh. or Bluetooth connectivity. 
I believe you've never tried it. Yeah, it's no. definitely like it's it's a sensation for sure. It's a specific sensation listening okay. to music while you run. Um, oh man, <laughs> this could like ruin or completely transform your running career. <laughs> be careful. Tread lightly. Could be a a passed down gene as well. My dad is never. He's just goes out, gets after it every day. I don't know if my sister Carrie, she's running every day really now too. Yeah, she's got a streak. I just don't know if she, I don't think she goes plugged in at all either. Just kind of an unplugged family when we run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that seems more uh, hardcore and real than the opposite. So there you go. <laughs> but I had more, I had deeper thoughts about it after that marathon, just with how how much it kind of tore me down. Are you, me. and I, I should have asked you before we went on the air, but are you, are you doing another marathon? Not this fall. Okay. No. So you're not going to do GR. No, I don't have anything scheduled. Nothing in the works right now. Training wise, just running. I would say three days a week right now. Yep. Cool. I remember That's... last time we talked, you were, you had run two days in a row. And then I asked if you were running today, like when we were recording, you're like, Three three in a row is a little ambitious. <laughs> whoa, whoa, have you whoa, done yeah. any? Are you still kind of on that? No, I've I've, I've not. Absolutely not. <laughs> three, I I don't think I've ever run three days in a row in your except life. Like, well, okay, when I was like on the high school track and cross country teams, I had to. But other than that, no, <laughs> never of my own volition. Did you run today? No, because no. I ran the track thing yesterday. That, that was last night. Yesterday. Although, um. Well, Becky's talked about going for a run, and, oh, and yeah, yeah. I might go with her. So maybe, actually, okay. you might catch me on the two days in a row here. Mm. That's still relatively rare. <laughs> the two days. That's my kind of streak. <laughs> uh, we we talked last time, too, about, or maybe the first episode that you were on with uh, MLB players running 5K or a mile, and you were talking about Pirates, and I was talking about Cardinals, and at this time... Cardinals are in first place in the NL Central. I'm going to put that out there. Indeed. Because last time we talked baseball, both our teams were kind of skidding. I know the Cards were off a really tough series against the Cubs, and I think Pirates just got swept by the Reds. I was listening to it recently. I was just going back and hearing what we covered. Yeah, you did. But I don't know if you blocked out this one. You you chose Melky Cabrera as the player of choice to, to run a 5K. Yeah. And then I remember... Not long after that podcast, it was Cards Pirates. I was watching the Cards, and they were playing the Pirates. And then Melky gets a hit late, and they pinch ran for him. And I'm like, <laughs> this isn't going well for for Mike's Mike's suggestion is big for who to run. They a don't bike. see what I see in him. <laughs> That's I thought I, I immediately thought of you right when they pinch ran for him. Well, that, that, that's not a good look for Mike's choice there. Well, I, n- I never said that he was going to win substituted. a sprint. I said he was going to win a 5K. <laughs> and in fact, like... Uh, I just equated it to running. Oh, yeah. yeah. Running well, in general. I mean, he's I the kind him. of guy who's just going to... He's going to run 100 miles and keep going for the 12-hour record. He's in the he's in the mold of Zach Bitter. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Zach Bitter. <laughs> Don't do Zach Bitter like that. No. No. Man ran six forty eight mile pace for a hundred miles. Also, the guy who just made up science uh, twenty minutes ago. So <laughs> I think I've already shot my credibility in the foot. <laughs> there was a there's a big time trail running event going on right now in uh, France. It's called the UTMB. 
Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc. Okay. 105 mile race around a mountain. Brings in some pretty big names. And I'm going to kind of do a real time check on it right now. It's it's happening as we speak? Yes, I believe they kicked off at noon Eastern. And it's the winner's usually 20 some hours. Up a mountain, you're saying? Or like up and around a mountain. Interesting. Footage of this race is what got me into trail running and ultra running because oh. I saw footage of like the 2012 or 2013 rendition on YouTube, just like junior year of college, watching YouTube. And then it was breathtaking footage. And I thought, and there's just kind of droves of people with their running poles and and some people cruise and other people taking their it was just really intrigued me and i got really into the kind of the the backstory and the lore of of utmb there that reminds me of um I, there was there was a documentary on netflix i can't remember what it's called but it was about an ultra in tennessee i think have you seen it um, yeah okay i forget yeah. what it's called but that, that was that's another really good um i don't know footage of ultra running <laughs> The Barclays. Yeah, the Barclays, yeah. Huh. All right, now I'm looking up UTMB here. All right, so that's a... Yeah, that looks like a pretty rocky course, actually. Not the smoothest terrain. No, they're, they're like carrying poles, all of them. Yep. I've never seen that on an ultra. Whoa. And it's snowing, and they're wearing, like, parkas. <laughs> saying they do this in 20 hours it's insanity yeah so right now they're at they're around 31 kilometers it looks like um 11 minutes ago so i run far is really the top coverage for ultra running and they do live coverage of these big ultra running events and it looks like just kind of within the last 10 minutes a lot of women were passing the the top women were passing 31 kilometers and it is a 170 kilometer race 105.6 miles man guess how many meters of climbing i don't think in meters Um, guess how many feet of climbing all right uh this guess is gonna be so off i'm so bad i guess uh 10,000 meters or feet (laughs) uh 30,000 feet yeah. Okay. <laughs> 10,000 meters of climbing. <laughs> 33,000 feet. Holy smokes. I'm looking so at he's it. bad at guessing. Give me a break. Oh, I I, I mean you, you realize I totally just adjusted my guess. I I was thinking 10,000 feet. <laughs> and then I saw your reaction and then I tripled it. So 33,000 feet. Wow. Astonishing, right? Yeah, that is. I'm looking at a picture Chamonix, of France of a guy um presumably running this and he's running around the corner with his trekking poles on uh on his back and he's just like running into the mist it's a really Ooh. awesome looking picture Ooh. what year are you gonna run this <laughs> uh 2099 <laughs> well you know there was a a threat on the american record in the 800 meters yesterday as well so uh, from me <laughs> maybe if you're running the 400 and converting <laughs> it <laughs> so american record 
did I say world record? It was a threat on the American record. 142.6. 142.6. So, Mike, we're thinking, you know. Oh, again, I was thinking like 400 meters. I'm like, that's not that good. I was like, 800. Okay. Wow. So, we're thinking about 52 seconds per 400. Oh, my God. Maybe 25, 26 per 200. And okay. Donovan Brazier, he ran 142.7. So, 0.1 off the American record at the Diamond League Championships. And he's 22 and ran in Grand Rapids for high school. Really? Yeah. And he is, he went to Texas A&M. Oh, now do you know which running. high school in Grand Rapids? I am going to confirm. I don't want to say the wrong school. I like hearing about track records because I can like picture like how far ahead of me he would be. Yeah. If we were like racing each other in the like 800 or something like that. <laughs> So like yesterday I ran my first like 400 and 135 and you said he did like his 400s in like 50 seconds or something like that. Average of uh, 52. So I would have been like around the 200 mark when he would have been restarting his second lap. No, 52 would have been 144. Oh, okay. <laughs> About 51. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Kenawa Hills. Oh, wow. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Now he's crushing it, training out in a group, Oregon Project, Portland. Wow. Good and for him. obviously doing well. Yeah. 142.7. Insanity. That was the latest big news from track because it happened yesterday, and it is a... It's quite a headline there. Where do you get your... Do you have a site where you get your track news or anything like that, or do you just kind of have a Twitter feed? That was... Uh, I first learned of that 142.7 from a text from a friend who saw it on Twitter. Okay. So, yeah, following different accounts on Twitter. There's a couple of websites. Gletsrun.com. A real antiquated look on there. It's just so much, like, content aggregation, some written by their writers and the founders, and hard to navigate at times, but they do... I'd say a phenomenal job of like doing their best to cover the the whole scope of distance running, even track, you know, or I mean, track is distance running in, yeah. in parts, but like sprinting too, of just covering the sport of running. Cause there's so much to cover from a hundred meters to ultra running. That's helpful and to have sites like that, that are sort of aggregates like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, do you know, like if Jack Dorsey wants any of my ideas for Twitter, yeah as he's probably listening to this yeah um i think what would be really helpful is if when you sign up for twitter if you could have like a starter package um you could do like running twitter starting package or something like that okay like 15 20 25 accounts that just like hit you with some really good running updates or something like that yeah and that'd be a good idea and you could like have that not just with running but with like anything basketball Twitter. can't you pick yeah. i thought you could pick topics or something that you're interested in oh really and then it gives you like who to follow oh so he already stole my idea <laughs> <laughs> the man who created the social media powerhouse i'm sure that came across in in some kind of board meeting or brainstorming i think you can pick different subjects and hashtags 
You could. I mean, you could just type in their search engine. You could do hashtag running. <laughs> and it'll populate everything. That's, <laughs> do top tweets, latest tweets. Yeah. I think they're ahead of you there. Cousin, All right. Cousin Mike Fair there. Enough. <laughs> yeah, you could cater your whole feed. I mean, you could, I guess you could mute people and just like only have a feed toward running news and running culture and this and that. Well, there goes my career in social media. <laughs> gone to the wind quick break here thanks for listening that first portion predominantly running talk the next portion coming up here not a whole lot of running talk but it's still some good conversation that's what happens with cousin mike go off the rails a little bit get off the topic of running we cover cousin mike's podcast we cover things we take for granted in life and i give him the title of grand rapids czar so he can change anything about the city, give some thoughts on GR. So that's coming up here last 30-ish minutes. Again, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the conversation here with Cousin Mike. Back here with Cousin Mike, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about the podcast you were doing that's called Things We Forgot About, or what's the title again? Yeah, Things You Forgot About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little premise there, or what you've covered in previous episodes. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, it it probably like trends towards nostalgia a little bit um but the intention is that um my friend patrick and i who i'm co-hosting it with um we talk about i don't know something from since we were born um so not like super far back but something presumably that was a big deal at some point and that we have since probably like forgot forgotten about and want to revisit just from the vantage point of our modern time. So we've done, um, let's see, we talked about Homestar Runner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Homestar Runner? The cartoon? Oh, man. What channel was it on? It was the internet. Really? <laughs> no, I don't remember it. Uh, it was probably like a little before your time. Okay. I think. Um, no, but I'm internet? like I'm older than you. I'm not that much older than you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was on the internet. Um, it was on like, it was like one of the early flash player kind of okay. video series type things. It was, it, was, it was kind of stupid, but like also hilarious. Um, and let's see, we've also talked about scholastic book fairs and oh. we've talked about um, emo music. What was is, the main focus of scholastic book fairs? Did you talk about a specific? Well, we talked about like, I mean, first we just kind of revisited what they were like and everything like that and how they came about. Um, but I don't know, like it was sort of motivated by seeing all the, there was, there's been a little bit on Twitter of like nostalgia for scholastic book fairs. And yeah. I guess we were approaching it from the angle of like, were they really that great? Oh, kind of like we like to kill people's joy like that. Like, no, <laughs> they weren't that great. This is all a figment of your imagination. If you walked back into one right now, you'd be disappointed. <laughs> and plus scholastic totally muscled out some other organizations book fair organizations to establish soul dominance okay as book fair flex their financial muscle muscles <laughs> yeah exactly okay because i get a wave of nostalgia thinking about scholastic book fairs <laughs> and how great they were we'll keep and, it that way that's yeah and mom allowing me to get one book or two books <laughs> getting a couple of my go-to joke books back in the day from scholastic book fairs yeah yeah i always got the joke books too thousand and one cool jokes or something <laughs> <laughs> think about how much of money makers those kinds of books were and probably yeah. how easy they were to make 
Yeah. Yep. And uh, I was thinking of the the next subject. Didn't you have another subject coming up for that podcast? What were you going to do next? Uh, We don't have one picked out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I can't think of what it would be. But, anyway, yeah, so that's... And, 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 and partly inspired by just the fact of you having a podcast and, like, showing... And, like, sort of showing how it's a, a real thing and everything like that. And and, you, and you've done some cool things with this. So I was like, dang, I want to, I like, try something like that, too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have to have you, have, a guest, have you as a guest on uh, things you forgot about. I want to be a guest. Please have me on this season. Yeah, for sure. Please. How many episodes do you think you're going to record this season just kind of a wild card yeah could be, just a wild five, card could be 25 okay an un, unknown amount of Absolutely. episodes i'll be on one of those i do want to <laughs> come out to this undisclosed location and it's, it's record the lowest, for a guest podcast lowest lo-fi podcast you'll have ever been on lowest lo-fi yeah <laughs> like we don't even know how to edit it so like if we mess up we just have to keep the mistake in there or we just have to scrap the whole thing whoa it's a so lot you can be of 34 minutes in, mistake yeah. happens. Absolutely. Scrap just go it. on like a tirade of cussing and that would be it. <laughs> Are we talking a, a PG podcast? PG-13? Yeah, it's, it's PG. Yeah, yeah. PG-12. PG, PG PG-12. Not quite for the teens. Why do we always have to like all or nothing? It's either 13 or nothing. Why? There should be yeah. like PG-8, 9, 10, okay. 11, 12. All that. Oh, Specific for each age. <laughs> that would be a burden for the people who have to, excuse me, burden. <laughs> I know how to edit a podcast. I might cut that squeak out there. I'm kidding. But a burden for the Raiders who have to. Yeah. Well, people need more jobs. <laughs> Everyone could just be a podcast Raider. Do you ever think of things in life that you take for granted on a daily basis? Um, oh, man. Not things we forgot about, but things we take for granted. Things we take for granted. Like everything. Um, life as it is. Life as it is. Like just the fact that we don't work every single day is like kind of a cool thing. I mean, granted, I think we should work even less than we do. But like weekends yeah. are a pretty magnificent thing didn't always happen um Mm -hmm. yeah art i mean if you think about it like every well especially music but like i think of music as such a weird thing with art because it's like it's so i'm trying to think how to say this without like speaking in like platitudes or cliches or something like that Mm. But, I mean, first of all, the fact that someone realized there were tones and they could be arranged into some sort of order that meant something more than just the sum of their parts. Yeah. And then that we've gone so far as to, like, do so many different versions of that is crazy to me. And, And we just think of music as, like, oh, there's a movie, there should be music over the credits it's mm-hmm. just kind of a thing mm-hmm. but like music is a really crazy thing and and not just that it happens but that it can convey so much to us sure from so many different genres that click with so many different people different ways we're wired what beat resonates with me that will not resonate with you yeah what form of noise 
and cadence will appeal to me or lyri- the lyrics too adding lyrics and singing and different vocal ranges exactly and and as sort of a corollary to that like recording technology mm-hmm. the fact that like as far as far as i'm concerned that stuff is magic because i mean i know there's like it can all get boiled down to i don't know like ones and zeros i guess if it's digital or whatnot but like that all doesn't just create an approximation of the sound it creates like the exact sound that you heard if it's you know high quality enough of recording yeah yeah and just that idea of like because i think like outside of technology and like this counts for photography and video videography and everything like that too um outside of those kinds of technology the past was just confined to our memories that's all it was um and Mm. obviously our memories are wildly imperfect and yet we have this technology that can essentially like take us back in time yeah that'll make you think (laughs) twice or three times about what you listen to every day Mm -hmm. or what you think about you're hearing the moment when that artist recorded that song yep you're back in the studio with him yeah yeah i think of sometimes i think of like when you hear artists like musicians talk about when they when they wrote a project like bon Iver, when he when justin vernon went to the cabin in wisconsin and wrote for emma forever ago yeah. in 06 or 07 yeah. and i think then i think of my time like where i was because that album, you know, he could have, I think it came out in 07, but, you know, him talking about it and when he wrote it, I think about where I was in life, like when he was doing that, like at the same time. Because like, sometimes I think too about just human life of like, I'm talking to you right now and like, what is Justin Vernon doing right now? Like, is he, he just released a new album with a lot of collaboration, but I just think of like, who's constructing like the next thing that I'm really going to like, and it could be happening right now. Ooh. it's Ooh. just like a like layers of where was i you know when when he or she did that in life and i think that's kind of yeah yeah it's i think i get what you're saying time and like justin vernon was essentially a nobody before for emma forever ago yeah yep and and even like thinking of your life before you know of something or someone yeah like when an awesome song comes out and I just, I'm all in. And like people say that about relationships. Like what was my life like before her? Right. What was my life like before I knew this person? Yeah. And I think of that with, with songs and arts and different, yeah, films and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, what was I, like how it impacted you in the way you're. And that you like sort of essentially like build parts of your life around that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it might be like, maybe a little bit hyperbolic, but I mean, I think like you never can be who you are without having heard Bonnie Vare's album and albums. Yeah. And so you, you literally can't like make sense of your identity without that existing. Mm-hmm. And so to think of a time before then is to think of like yourself also as a fundamentally different person. Yes. Yes. all because we can record music Mm -hmm. which is like i mean i guess i get 
frustrated sometimes with like okay the the only way we can have things like music and art distributed is because of um sort of like how business and money and 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 commerce is mixed up and all that Mm -hmm. um and to some extent then it's like okay it's just a business kind of thing or something like that it's just people making money and of course like there's that side of it but at the same time it's like um you know it's still it still made it happen so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm fascinated by the highway system interstates highways just how i can get my car and drive anywhere yeah except for vermont new hampshire which believe not very much in the interstate highway system. Yeah. It's a lot of back roads back there. Back, but you, you could get there off of, yeah. off of an interstate. And, and there's a couple interstates that run through each state. Yeah. Yeah. But once you're there, it's all back roads. <laughs> and to be fair, it's, it's, I think the drawback of interstate highway driving, you get there much faster. But, I mean, obviously, it's, it's a whole lot less scenic and can make those long trips feel like a series of toll booths yeah <laughs> yeah looking at you ohio turnpike oh yes <laughs> easy pass all the way easy pass kind of changed my life there for a few years in a good way yes in a good way <laughs> other than the email of auto replenishing 25 dollars yeah. on your you're like oh there's a sponsorship you could definitely get easy pass. i bet easy pass has <laughs> never had anyone say they changed their life <laughs> so convenient just get me in that fast lane sensor that kind of technology too i'm just like yeah i got this thing plastered on my windshield and this thing's gonna sense it and it's gonna lift a bar and boom it's gonna take money out of my credit card like okay you're excited about that <laughs> <laughs> fascinated more than yeah. well i'm excited when the when the bar lifts and I don't have to like chuck change or yeah. put my card into slot. And I'm just like, yeah, got the easy pass. Oh, I forgot about Cruising. chucking change into the bucket. Yeah. Oh, I kind of missed that. Chucking change to the toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll wrap it up by just asking you about if you could. So I, I posed a few of the Grand Rapids czar. <laughs> You realize I have a lot of thoughts about this, so you think we're about to wrap up the yes. podcast. Yes. Well, I feel like Grand Rapids should be called out for good things too, because they do a lot of really good things. Um, yeah, you can you can point out highlights and what you like about it too. It's not yeah. just like rip on GR and I'm gonna yeah tear this town a new one and start from the ground <laughs> up. Because I genuinely like I think it's a decent place. Yeah. Um, they uh, like. Weird thing to start out with, but like the movies on Monroe thing that they have in the summer, mm. where it's just like free, and they just played Space Jam last week. Oh man, it was the first time I had seen Space Jam in about twenty years. Oh, <laughs> it, it was incredible. It was it yeah. Was, so that's a whole other thing. So that there's no nostalgia. Well, I mean, of course, there's nostalgia at work there, but it's legitimately just a really funny movie. Like I was yes. lolling the whole time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they put that movie on for free. And, like, it was just such a kind of, like, diverse array of people that showed up for it. And it was really cool. cool. Like, it didn't feel like just, like, ritzy Grand Rapids. Okay. Because that's my sort of, like, flip side critique of it. Is that there's, like, sometimes what we call Grand Rapids is actually just, like, ritzy Grand Rapids. Mm. And it's a lot of the craft breweries. And it's a lot of, like, kind of craft foods and stuff like yep. that. And I think that 
I mean, I think that can sort of like go to like an elitist place where like some people are experiencing like the good stuff, the ones that have money to spend for like $7 for a beer or $6 or whatever for a beer. $5 um, for a piece of carrot cake. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like that, that community aspect of the Monroe yeah. movie. Right. What was it called again? Uh, movies Mo- on Monroe. Movies on Monroe. Yep. It was a double feature. They, they showed Space Jam took a break and then star wars force awakens oh that's incredible yeah did you stay for both i i i left partway through force awakens okay. i hate force awakens oh yeah yeah okay but again that's a whole other thing <laughs> it's another <laughs> i just wanted to have my hatred critic reviews of space jam and, and force awakens i was like making loud sarcastic comments to becky as we were watching and i was like that person in the crowd so <laughs> was it audible to other people around I, you? I, maybe like just around us it wasn't like i wasn't like throwing things at the screen no no but <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> i was trying to trace the moment when i because i went into force awakens thinking it was going to be awesome <laughs> so i was trying to trace the moment where i like turned against the movie because it happened during the movie i remember like walking in being so excited and then walking out being like what the heck just happened <laughs> And there was a, and so I, I traced it, and it, I think, I, I think I relatively found where it was, um, and it was, it was within the first hour. You traced back to the origin of what caused you to exactly. turn on it. Okay. Yeah. And then when it arrived on movies on Monroe, like, you all right, we're good. Come <laughs> out of here. Anything else from the Grand Rapids Czar? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so. If if you're gonna give me the power of a czar, I would decree no more breweries. We're done with breweries. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we have enough breweries. I know all the hard He's over the breweries. He's he's done with them. Well, I mean I like them, but there's just too too many. And would you limit or just wipe no, out all of them? They're done. No more. <laughs> Unless you're making beer in your backyard, you cannot open a restaurant. Oh. But you can still drink beer in Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I just need no more new breweries. That's all. We're good yeah. with the ones we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because I think mainly people have, have come to think of um, Grand Rapids thing as, as beer and food. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I mean, like, that's a little bit of a limited thing. Like, you don't want to do Beer capital beer of the U.S. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you got to buy into it, literally. You got to pay for it. So... I'm big about big on a city that can privilege like the arts and everything like that and make themselves a hub for the arts. Mm-hmm. So you may be thinking, okay, well, it's perfect art prize. Yeah. Well, oh. does anyone actually like art prize anymore? Too expansive, <laughs> hard to get around. It's Where do I look? A, like tourist. So I, I want a disclaimer. Like there are so many talented artists. Yeah, I'm so appreciative of them, and um, they put together some really cool stuff. But the event as a whole has lost some of its like, um, I don't know, spark that that initially made it so neat. Mm-hmm. So here's what I propose: Art Prize is not like a week long thing. It's I'm going to call it Gorilla Art Prize. G U E R I L L A. Gorilla Art Prize. Okay. So throughout the entire year, at any point, you secretly register that you're going to put a piece of art somewhere and then you just put it there and it's not labeled or anything like that all of a sudden there's just something there it's been approved so it's not illegal or anything like that but then all of a sudden people are just like huh i wonder if that's just like 
th- just the you know uh something someone dropped or if that's part of art prize so it keeps people on their toes just like yeah in terms of is this part of guerrilla art do they know it's called guerrilla art prize well yeah it's like the it's known thing it's like the informal name this would no longer because i think art prize has just been establishmentized i think okay and um it's almost like a brand now or something like that yeah whereas i think to me at least some of the greatest appeal of art prize is just the sort of discovery of it sort of like the happening across a piece of art and you're like whoa what's going on there so um, there's no attribution to the artist there's no title next to it like how could i if i really liked this piece but maybe i'm wrong maybe it is something someone just dropped out of the you know <laughs> just left it hanging and i think left it behind misplaced it yeah or kind of played games on the gorilla art prize where they were just like i'm gonna right like, are they really registered well here's what i thought about with that i think but if i like it how can i there's just a site praise them where you um well let me put it this way no i you you the first person who appreciates it puts the label on it <laughs> <laughs> that was such a laugh. That was a snort through the nose. <laughs> Do they are they naming it? What are they putting on this label? No, no, no. Are they claiming it? No, 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 no. They don't claim it. They don't claim it. They just they just give it a like know, a like, plus one sticky note, like a number, a number out of what that that can then be voted on. So that way, oh, okay, if someone else comes across it. And they're like, oh, I also like that. So it's like it's, it like picks up momentum. So they can end the first the initial person can enter it online, or no, or is this? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think it would be online probably. Okay, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the logistics of that. All that. You, you leave that to the, the tech people. Yeah, but yeah. So basically, like, so so I think what could happen then is you could have things that are entered that someone did not intend as art. Mm. Okay. Okay. Maybe there could be some kind of thing if like, if you, as the artist wanted ultimate credit for it, you know, you take a video of yourself putting it together or something or placing it or something like that. So that way you can show it later when that wins. Yeah. So there is a winner. Whoever gets the most. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's within a time frame. Yeah. The year. Week, a year. Yeah, like every like twenty nine stop art prize, and then it starts over January first. Oh my gosh! So like Grand Rapids is the art prize city. <laughs> so we're no longer beer capital. No, no, we are art prize. I mean, we can be beer capital too, but just not just beer capital. Okay, but I think when we limit art prize to just a week, yeah, it becomes a tourist trap. It becomes very. Um, kind of credentialed and and um, structured and everything like that overly structured and it i think undermines sort of the the rawness of what made art prize um exceptional in the first place okay again that's I'm, that, in, like, I'm into that i am yeah gorilla art prize yep yeah. maybe we can start it just by like putting labels on things and just oh. being like <laughs> this is great art <laughs> uh that's my treat <laughs> it's my tree (laughs) it's my fire hydrant (laughs) someone log it online make put a number on it yeah there has to be some sort of voting system right to have online so you can then pull out your phone or i don't know 
call someone say hey i vote for one two seven nine seven yeah i mean i guess now i'm wondering like okay but then someone who places in december wouldn't have as much time to get votes yeah so i don't know we have a time issue it's an imperfect idea (laughs) or could it have a mm, nah i was like could each no because you don't know when when the piece of art is planted or put in its place because like could you have a rolling 12 month period for each piece of art each art each art is in the city for an exact year oh yeah but then the person who plants it or puts it wherever has to register it because you have to know what about from the date they get their first vote then they have 12 months oh then it starts and then, like, you're mm-hmm. eligible for the year in, wherever, in whichever year your 12-month period finished. So, like, you could have something, theoretically, that started, like, January 2nd of the previous year, but it just got its last vote on January 1st of this year. Mm. There'd be a lot of different time windows, though. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd have to have a whole commission of people. <laughs> like, art prize judges would be, like, a whole class of people. <laughs> Would you change anything infrastructure-wise with with parking, with housing, with... I mean, housing is definitely an issue, but that's that's far too serious for me to get into. Okay. <laughs> the czar doesn't dabble with housing. <laughs> he just lets I, people live. I just know it's a problem. I don't know how to fix it. Um, but park, they are... Park system? The parks... The, actually, they're, they're updating all the parks. Okay. And in fact, you can see that going on just down the street at an undisclosed park. Um, and they're updating it right now. Um, they've already updated several. They're going to update every single park in the city, Whoa. which is really cool that they're not just doing like, again, not just the ritzy parks, but like all the parks throughout the city. And I think that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is cool. So like I was just in, um, Huff park running the other day and, um, they have a really long boardwalk that goes over like wetlands. It's mm. like long. It's, it's almost a mile long. Whoa. Of just boardwalk. Okay. Really fun to run on. Okay. Yeah. Did you go out and back on it? Did you? I did. Yeah. Okay. It was just part of my long run and everything like that. Yeah. So if you, if you see on my map on Garmin Connect, like I run straight for like three miles and then I turn into Hoff Park and then I like go in a kind of donut and is a really jaggedy donut around <laughs> Hoff Park and then come back out. And now you know the undisclosed location is three miles yep. from Hoff Park. Any other GR stuff today? Give you more time to think about it in the th- weeks coming. Yeah, I mean, I think the last thing that I had written down here, Sweet. well, last two things. They've both been, they've been doing them though. Um, they, they've got more music venues. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Twenty Monroe Live last year, and that's yeah. been great for the music scene around here and the comedy scene, as mm-hmm. we saw with Dimitri. Martin. Yep. Yep. Um, as co- sort of a corollary to that, there's a really cool festival that I will give a plug for in case any of your listeners live in the. Uh, GR or West Michigan area, um, the Lamplight Festival. Mm-hmm. It used to be, and I think still is to some extent, um, a house festival. So, like, it's a music and um, I don't know, all sorts of things, um, but mostly music kind of festival. Um, and it's actually in people's houses in East Town, which oh, no is kidding. a really cool thing. I know, I know they're expanding now to actually be in some sort of public venues, but okay. Um, I think there are still some house venues for the smaller parts of it. Um, that's a great, you're all about that way to support local music and yeah. see local music and all that stuff like that. And then the last thing, 
um, is the the dog parks. We have some really cool dog parks around here, and they just made a downtown one. I think it's temporary. Whoa. But yeah. Temporary dog park? Yeah, because okay. I think they're going to build something on the space eventually because it's prime real estate. Okay. But as they're waiting to do that, they've got a little fenced-in area. Gotcha. So, so you're just you're applauding the dog parks? Yeah, yeah. More of those, please. Oh, yeah. We've got more three of them in Grand Rapids, um, okay. including that temporary one. But... How close to this undisclosed location? <laughs> no, he's going to triangulate us. <laughs> uh, I actually legitimately don't know, but it's close. Yeah. That's good stuff from the GRZR. I just yeah. like how that rolls off the tongue, too. <laughs> the GRZR. Keep adding to that list if more. That makes it sound like Zar is a third letter. Yeah. <laughs> GRZR. <laughs> Cousin Mike, the GRZR. Yes. Listen to this man. Bolster the city. Beer City becomes Art Price City. I <laughs> mean, it's kind of Gorilla Art Price City. Yes. Yes. So we got half marathon in November. Yeah. What are you running next? I don't know. Do you want to run the half marathon with me? Not that, not with me, but ahead of me. How far out is it? Saranac is less than an hour, I think. It's less. It's it's actually like thirty minutes, I think. Oh, from here. Yeah. From but here. how far out is the race? We're looking at a. Oh, eight November. Weeks? Uh, eight weeks? First week of November. Yeah, Ish. Eight, nine weeks from now or something. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd be much more inclined to do a half. Yeah. yeah. Than a and full 26.2. That cool t-shirt, whatever it is. Yeah, what if I get a different color? I'll have the orange <laughs> one. Yeah. I can't believe you got an orange one. I didn't know the orange Yeah, orange existed. Michigan with the runner. and That's great. Run Michigan Cheap is written in Michigan, right? Yeah. In the state. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, th- I think I am, uh, I'm thinking about doing the bridge run 10 mile or 10 mile or also. It's okay. a little more expensive, but I want to. When's that? Um, in September. Okay. I would actually, I was actually going to have to sign up for it either today or tomorrow to okay. get a discount. Yeah. So. Well, you might have to get running here if, if you are going outside and going with the dog and Becky there. Yep. 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 And I'll, uh, hike it back to my undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to track this. But yeah, episode, uh. Well, three episodes now with Cousin Mike. Well, uh, yeah, went in a lot of different tangents there. <laughs> Flew by the seat of our pants in, in the in the most genuine way. I mean, there was no, we had no paperwork, nothing. Really just some texting questions about what to cover. I don't even think it was predominantly running today. <laughs> First half, maybe. I think that's normal for us. <laughs> just how it goes. I'm like, I'm Make like, you think. <laughs> I'm like the guest who all your hardcore running fans probably hate. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, they're the going to talk about fast Cousin again. Mike again. <laughs> Holy James. Give us a break. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Well, I, you, you, might, you might inspire me now to get ready for a half. Like I got Excellent. you kind of getting the, the wheels going yeah. toward your half. Toward training more. You should try my uh, just enough training plan. Just enough. Is that how he labeled it? It's literally called just enough. <laughs> just enough training plan. Oh my goodness. I I might have you send me a link. Okay. An email. Yeah. How you do For that? sure. I'm gonna look into it. And I love that he's anonymous, or you just don't know. I, I think I yeah, yeah I yeah, didn't yeah. scroll down far yeah. enough. Just enough training plan. Three days a week. Yeah. We'll bring you on again, for sure. That's for sure. 
we'll hash some more things out, get some things off our mind. If any notable running news happens, I'll just bring it to your attention and you'll give me on the fly reaction to it. <laughs> and I'll compare a great runner to Melky Cabrera. <laughs> the man, the pirates pinch run for Melky Cabrera. Fantastic. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run Podcast, episode 29. Thanks to Cousin Mike for yet another appearance on the podcast. We'll have him on again. Absolutely. Cousin Mike, he did his first double, two runs in one day, on Tuesday, September 3rd. Ran three in the morning. Said he, three miles, not 3 a.m. Ran three miles in the morning. Said he wasn't happy with it. Wanted to redeem himself. Ran five miles in the afternoon. Went much better. Total of eight miles. Way to go, Cousin Mike. Hooray Run on Facebook. Hooray Run on Instagram. At Hooray Run, one word. Email, hoorayrun at gmail.com. Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. A lot of platforms there. Leave a review. Tell a friend. Recommend. Subscribe. Thanks to Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud for the intro-outro beats. That's a wrap for episode 29.